Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Norman Thomas. These teachings are designed to empower you to live a higher quality of life. Take a few minutes to receive a deposit of godly wisdom for your day. The New King James Version, let's put up these scriptures. I'm just going to put some scriptures up for you to write down. I want you to write this down because we're talking about abundance. Everybody say abundance. abundance. Everybody say increase. increase. How many of you believe that it's God's plan for you to live in abundance and increase in your life? Let me see your hand if you believe that. That's, that you believe that that's God's plan for you. Okay. It also is inclusive of the idea that God is interested in you succeeding in life. That he is interested in your success. And that and that. And, you know, of course, success is defined in so many different ways by different people. But in God's view, your success is defined by you reaching your destiny and you arriving to the place that he had intentionally planned for your life. Let, let, me, let me just go to a familiar passage of scripture. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know how we're deciding what temperature it is in here. But it's, it's just warm to me, you know. So... We need to figure that out. All right. Let's go first to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. And let's look at verse 4. And let's look at it in the Message Bible. And let's see what it says in the Message Bible translation. It says, this is what God said. Let's just hold it right there. This is what God said. This is the prophet Jeremiah. And he's getting ready to tell us what God told him. This is what God said. We could also refer to this as a testimony, uh, him giving a, a testimony of, of, a, of an exchange that he had with God. All right, so let's, let's go to the next passage. This is what God said. Before I shaped you in the womb, everybody say shaped in the womb. Shaped in the womb. I knew all about you. Okay. God says, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, meaning before you came out of the womb, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nation, that's what I had in mind for you. Now let's look at it in the NIV translation. In the NIV. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. One more translation, the CEV, please. The CEV. Today. Okay, so next week we're going to have it. Now let's, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah, let's just have it next week. Okay. Thank you, Mikhail. All right, so let's put it in the uh, Amplified Translation. So I know a, a number of translations came with that suite that we got, so we need to figure out the CV. Okay. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, number one. Everybody say number one. Number one. Now I'm going to go through this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you. Now, what do we call being formed in the womb? Conception. Con everybody say conception. conception. Now, what did Jeremiah say God said? Before you were conceived, I what? I knew you. 
Now, what do they teach us in school? They teach us in school that life begins at the point of conception. That's what they taught me. Did they teach you that? Okay, so that means they were wrong, right? They taught us wrong in that point because life doesn't begin at the point of conception. It has to begin before because God knew me before. So if he knew me before, I existed before. Just because I don't know where I was don't mean I didn't exist. Are we together? So I asked God, where was I, Lord, before I was in my mother's womb? He said, read it again. He says, before, I knew, before you were formed, I knew you. So who knew you before you were formed? I said, you did. He says, that's where you were. You were in me. I transported you to your mother. I released you to your mother to get you through her to get to the earth so that you could fulfill your destiny. But before you were in her, before she carried you, I carried you. That's good news. So, and before I was conceived, he knew me, and before I came out of the womb, he says, I sanctified you. How many of you heard my illustration on sanctified? Okay, three people, all right. So my great-grandmother used to make us cake. No, let me correct that. She used to make me cake because I was her favorite great-grandson, grandchild. I was her first great-grandchild. And so she spoiled me. I spent the summers with her. I spent weekends with her. She get up in the morning and make me breakfast. I wake up to the smell of bacon and eggs and coffee. She would let me drink coffee as a kid, okay? So, so she said to me one day, I'm going to make you a cake, and I'm going to make you a three-layer lemon cake, and it's for you. But your brother and your sisters are coming to visit, and I want you to share it with them. Okay, now, I had to think about that. Because I had to think about how I was going to share this cake. And so what I did, I, I made sure it was mine first. And what I did, I cut the cake in half. Okay? I wrapped it in foil. And I put one half in the freezer. And then I left the other half in the cake dish with the little glass dome on the top. So when my brother and my sisters came, I said, hey, we called her Maureen. Maureen made me a cake. Can I have some? Of course. You can act, come, come, come see. And there it was, the half a cake sitting there. I said, you can have as much as you want. I said, you can even cut your own slice. It can be as thick as you want it to be. Just have at it. If you want another piece, you can have another piece. Now, why was I so generous? Yeah. I had sanctified my portion, okay? I had separated, this is what sanctification means, is to be separated and preserved and reserved for future use. 
And God told Jeremiah, before you were conceived, I knew you. And before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you. I set you apart. I preserved you. I reserved you for a specific and future purpose. So no man, no woman ever comes to this earth without a plan of God for their life. It doesn't make any difference whether they say they believe in God, they don't believe in God, they may call themselves atheists or some whatever. It doesn't make any difference. God created them. And God created every individual with design for purpose and intent. And your life is never going to reach the place of abundance or increase until each individual discovers that intent of God for them and begin to flow in that purpose, that purpose design. Then you begin to live abundantly. So we do a whole lot of things. We, we decide what we're going to do. We decide how we're going to live our lives. We decide, you know, we decide everything. And many times we do not consult God about any of these decisions that we've made. We just decided where we're going to live, where we're going to go to school, where we're going to work, what, we're going to, what job we're going to go after, and God has no, no input. And so we can have a degree of success in these things, but what I'm saying to you, life at the next level, life at the level of the abundant life, comes only when a man or a woman discovers the design of God for their lives and begin to flow in that design. And it doesn't matter how far along the road you are on your own design, it's easy to switch lanes and to start seeking your life with God's plans and God's purposes. If you understand that, come on, give the Lord praise. And so, and then the third thing he told him, he says, and now ordained you to be a prophet. The word ordained means to be approved. So you, what are you approved to do. You're approved to do. You're approved by God. You don't need man's approval. You're approved by God, but you're approved by God to do what God has created you to do. So many times we're trying to do something outside of what God has designed us to do because we're mimicking something that we've seen. We're trying to be like, we're trying to operate in someone else's design. And God says, no, don't be a copy. Be an original because I've created an original plan for your life. And if you'll just discover it, you don't have to decide, you discover it. And if you begin living it, then you'll begin to live out what Jesus said in John 10, 10. He says, now the thief has come to steal, kill, destroy. But I came that you may have life in abundance, life to the full, and life till it overflows. And that's the plan of God for you. Increase, abundance, success, prosperity, happiness, and joy. Yeah, but isn't it meant for everybody to go through trouble? No, it's not meant for everybody to go through trouble. Everybody just goes through trouble, okay? But it's not meant by God for you to go through trouble. But life has trouble with it. But when you're living in God's design, you get the wisdom and the strategies for succeeding and overcoming the trouble and the adversity that you experience in life. You get some help. How many of you could use some help? All right, so now let's go to Luke 15, 31. 
Luke 15, 31, in the New King James translation. So it says, and he said to him, son, you're always with me and all that I have is thine. So we're laying the foundation and we've laid the foundation over the past couple of weeks uh, regarding God's idea of you having not only what you need, but what you desire. So this is the case where the man with two sons, the young son left home, the older son stayed home. The young son that left home, left home with his inheritance and lived a crazy life. He wasted all the money, lost all the money. Then without anything left, he comes crawling back home saying, just let me be a servant. The dad says, nonsense, you're my son. You can never be a servant. The older son heard about it. He got upset because he felt like I stayed around. I, I, I endured the, the hardship with you. And this boy comes home and I hear the servants telling me that you just threw him a party. I don't know what is that about. You've never thrown a party for me. And I stayed with you. I've worked. I've toiled. I've been with you through the thick and the thin. This guy leaves and goes and lives a crazy life and then comes crawling home and you give him a party? What is up with that? And this was the dad's response. And it's the father's response to you today. And the response is, you're always with me. And everything that I have, everything that belongs to me, everything that I own, because you're my child, is also yours. You are an heir of all my possessions. You are an heir of all God's possessions. Everything, say everything. Everything, everything that God possesses is also your possession. So you ought to write that down and meditate that this week. And let it come alive in you. Everything that God owns, I own. There's your scripture to back it up. Everything that belongs to God belongs to me. There's the word to back it up. So what does God own? Everything. Then what do you own? Everything. Well, if you own everything, what do you need? Nothing. Nothing. Now, that's the truth. Say, I need nothing. Because I have everything. See, some of y'all get nervous. Some of y'all can't say that. You know why? Because these are absolute truth statements. And people have trouble with absolute truth. They try to leave room for doubt and unbelief. They, they, people struggle with absoluteness, the absoluteness of God. There's a scripture right there. The word is right there. And I'm going to show you some more. It's right there. You, 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 if you deny it, you deny yourself. So come on. You don't, you don't, this, in faith, you don't say things because you understand them. You say things because truth has been revealed to you. And this is the truth of the gospel right here before you. And I'm trying to get you to say it so you can see it. But if you don't say it, you'll never see it. Okay? So say with me, all things, all things that, the Father has that the Father has is mine. Is mine. Therefore, Therefore, I lack nothing. I, lack I need nothing. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right.
All right, let's keep moving. 2 Peter 1 and 3 in the NLV. The NLV. Go to the next one. Yes, the NLV. Now, this is, this is Peter writing. It says, he, he is God, gives us everything we need for what? Life. Life. Try that again. God gives us everything we need for what? Life. And for what? Holy living. So everything where your life is concerned on this earth, spiritual, natural, material, whatever, it says everything that we need, God gives to us for life and for holy living. So God has given to us everything we need for our natural lives and our spiritual lives. There it is right there. Let's go to the next one. 1 Corinthians 2 and 12 in the New King James Translations. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we may know. We've received the Holy Spirit for the purpose. One, one of the reasons we've received the Holy Spirit is for the benefit of knowledge that we may know can be said for the benefit of knowledge. For the benefit of knowledge. There are some things you can't know without the Holy Spirit. But with the Holy Spirit, for the benefit of knowledge of what? The things that have what? Been freely given to you by who? All right, it's in yellow and underline. Okay, come on, let's read it again. The things that have been freely given to us by God. Okay. Now, what stands out in that phrase to you? Freely. Oh, it does, huh? Freely. Freely. Freely given. What does that mean? Well, what's been freely given? Everything. Everything. Everything's been freely given. What does free mean? I know it means free, but what does free mean? No cost. No cost to you. It costs somebody. It just didn't cost you. The cost was to God. And the cost was to Jesus as he served as the cost, the sacrificial lamb. So in any case, the price has been paid. The price has been paid for everything that God has provided for you. All things has been provided for you. And they've been, how have they been, how have they been given? Okay, so somewhere along the way, we've been, we've been deceived. Because I'm paying for a lot of stuff. How about you? What are you paying? Are you paying for things? Now, why are we paying for things if they've been freely given? See, now some of y'all looking at me like, Pastor, you know that don't mean that. No, I don't know that don't mean that. No, I don't know that don't mean that. If you tell me, that that's not what this means, then you must be prepared to tell me why that's not what this means. For more information and more extended teachings from Dr. Thomas, visit normanthomas.org.